You're listening to episode 50 of the Beauty Business Podcast with me, Adam Chatterley. And if you don't know me already, well, I'm your host here on the show. We're here for the independent businesses in the health, wellness, and beauty industry. I want to help you reach your business goals through simple, practical, and focused business information. So whether you own or manage a beauty salon, a spa, or a clinic, we're all about the foundations of building not only an incredible and rewarding, oh, and profitable business, of course, but above all, a stress-free one too. Now, in short, I want to help you make more money, have more time, and simply get back to enjoying what it is that you do. So if that sounds good, let's go. Yeah, so welcome to episode 50. Does that seem like a lot to you? That seems like a lot to me, but the podcast has been going for quite some time now, yet there are podcasts out there with hundreds of episodes. Either way, you know me and numbers by now, so 50 episodes very much seems like a milestone worth noting, especially since we're now dangerously close to hitting 200,000 lifetime downloads of the show, which is a really big number. Now, there's something very pleasing to me about the idea of crossing the 200,000 download barrier on a nice round number like 50 episodes. So do me a favor, if you don't mind, share the podcast with anyone you think might find it useful. Feel free to post it out there on industry Facebook groups. You know, every little helps, as they say. Right, let's get on with the show, shall we? Um, No, hang on a minute. Wait, before we get into talking about today's topic of client retention and how to measure your client retention rate, I just want to remind you that registration for the Beauty Business Owners Bootcamp is now open. Now, if you haven't heard about this already, this is an event that I'm putting on that's been months in the planning and around a year maybe a bit more in the ideas phases here at Salon Business Secrets. Now, I hear from people, beauty business owners mainly all the time, that they love the podcast and I'm always been asked when I'm holding live events, live workshops or seminars. But as you know, I want to help as many salon owners that want help to grow their businesses as possible. And I'm truly humbled that people listen to this show from literally all over the world. And at the end of the day, I just can't be everywhere. Or can I? Well, that's exactly why I've launched the Beauty Business Owners Bootcamp. It's going to be a week-long virtual event, meaning that it all takes place online, where every single day for a whole week, I'm going to be holding free training sessions covering the biggest topics affecting independent businesses in our industry. I'm going to be sharing my knowledge and ideas that I think will make a massive difference to your business in 2019. Now, it's happening from the 25th of February to the 1st of March 2019. I realised in last week's episode when I got all excited and announced it, I completely forgot to tell you when it was actually happening. I think I mentioned it was the end of Feb. But anyway, it's going to be like the podcast, but in video form and in a lot more detail. Plus, because it's in video form and it's going to be live online, you will be able to ask questions live and hopefully I'll be able to give you answers live as well. Now, I want to make this as much like an in-person event as possible with all the bells and whistles, including downloadable guides, help sheets, the live training, obviously, questions and answers, hangouts. Sorry, there's no food and drinks events, I'm afraid. haven't quite figured out how to do that on the internet yet. But all of this from the comfort of your own home, your salon or your office. Ideally, you'll join live, but equally, you'll be able to watch it a little bit later as well. So everything at a time to suit you. Oh, and did you hear me mention there, the whole thing is 100% free. Anyone can join, anyone can take part. Only those that actually take action are really going to get any results. But this is open to anyone who really, really wants to grow their business, whether that's to get started out, to get more clients, 
to put in place a price increase, to make more money, to wrestle back control of some aspect of your business, or simply to help you gain back some of your time. Now, if you've heard me mention my Impact 365 goal for this year, then this is very much the flagship event. I want to transform as many of your businesses as possible and as quickly as possible in 2019. And this is one of the main ways that I intend to do it. So if you want to find out more or get yourself signed up, then just go to salonbusinesssecrets.com forward slash bootcamp and all the info you need will be there as well as the button that you need to get signed up. And just so you know, you must sign up to take part. Okay, right. Okay, so I just had to tell you about that because I'm so excited to bring this to you. But let's get back to today's show. So today we're exploring the subject of client retention, which I get it doesn't sound like the most sexy subject at all. So let me get you on board quickly. First of all, just so we're clear, client retention basically means keeping your clients or keeping your clients coming back. Now you're going to hear lots of fancy terms from coaches and articles and things online like client retention rate, customer churn. Don't worry, I'm going to explain all of that here, but basically that's what we're talking about. But why is this so important? Well, two reasons mainly. Number one, I think we can all agree that your business needs clients, right? Well, depending on which statistic you listen to, it's universally agreed that it costs you far more money to get a brand new client than it does to keep an existing one. In fact, it can cost you anything from four to 20 times more money to bring in one single new client than to keep someone who's even visited you just once already to get them to come back to book in and to give you their money. And the second reason, number two, is it's calculated that a very small increase in your client retention rate, which I'm going to tell you all about in a minute, but essentially it's your ability to keep clients. One small change in that can lead to a very big increase in your profits, something to the tune of around a 5% improvement in your client retention rate can mean an extra 25% more profits at the end of the day. So if you're not a numbers person, then basically that means a small amount of effort to change something to get your customers to come back means you making a lot more money at the end of the month, which I think will hopefully get you all on board with this as an idea. So now this is sounding a little bit more interesting, at least I hope so to you. Let's talk about that client retention rate or CRR. I'm going to let you in on a little secret here. When I'm outlining an episode of the podcast, I don't just assume that I know everything there is to know about a subject, so I do do a fair amount of research and fact-checking. Now, I know it's old-fashioned of me to actually want to make sure that, you know, my facts are correct and confirm that what I'm telling you is, you know, true, but I do it anyway. Now, in my research for this episode, I found loads of websites and articles and infographics talking about client retention rates. A couple of them even had a very cursory calculation on them, but they went on to then talk about new client retention and existing client retention and then overall client retention without really explaining the difference or even how to calculate each one. Now, you know me, I don't like to give you half an answer. So here we go with a very, very small bit of maths just to get you started. So first of all, client retention rate is basically a measure of how many of your clients are coming back. So when anyone talks about just client retention rate or CRR, they're actually talking about your overall client retention rate or your entire client base, which is then stated as a percentage. Now, as an example, if your client retention rate is 50%, then that means half of your clients keep coming back to book appointments. Now, the official way to calculate this is to take the number of clients that you have now and subtract from this the number of new clients that you've gained, then to divide this number by the number of clients you started with and multiply that number by 100 to give you a percentage. Simple, right? 
yeah, even I got confused. So first of all, this doesn't tell you that CRR is actually calculated over a specific time period. It's the only way that it actually makes any sense and it's of any value. Now, this is where you're going to need to decide what makes sense for you and your business. Monthly is an option. Quarterly is probably a better option and a good one for tracking purposes too for most salons and spas. Specialist businesses, and for example, I mean here permanent or semi-permanent makeup artists, you're going to want to track over a much longer period of time because your clients don't come back quite as regularly. Now, any time frame less than a month is not really going to give you any useful information because people don't often come back again within that month period. You'll get some clients that do, but you want to be tracking a period long enough to capture a decent kind of snapshot of your business. So let's break this down. Personally, I prefer to recommend doing it on a quarterly or a 90-day basis. So let's kind of stick with that for this example. So to start with, you're going to need three figures. First one is how many active clients you had at the start of the 90-day period. The second one is how many active clients you had at the end of the 90-day period. And the third one is how many new clients you gained in that same 90-day period. Now, when I say an active client, what do I mean by that? Well, it's someone who's actually visited you for a treatment or service or bought something from you in that 90 days. So to find the number of active clients at the end of the 90-day period, just look at the number of individual clients that you had visit you in those 90 days. Not the number of appointments, the number of clients. Remember, some of your clients hopefully will have visited you more than once. Now, to find the number of active clients at the beginning of the period, what you actually do is simply use the number of active clients at the end of the previous period. Okay, but if this is the first time you're doing this, then you're actually going to have to go back over the previous 90 days. So we're talking about the period of 90 days that's just finished, but you're going to have to go back to the 90 days before that to work out the number of individual clients that visited you in that 90 day period. I hope that makes sense. If you're with me so far, let's move on. Okay, so now new clients. This should be pretty straightforward. In the 90-day period that we're looking at, so probably the last 90 days, presumably that's what we're looking at anyway, how many clients came in for their first treatment? Okay, so that's your three numbers. Quickly write them down for me if that's okay. Now, grab yourself a calculator. I'll pause while you grab your phone and open up the calculator app. Okay, cool. So here's what I want you to do. First of all, type in the number of clients that you had at the end of the recent 90 days. Okay, hit the minus key and then type in the total number of new clients that you gained in that 90 days. Okay, now hit the divided by key and then type in the number of clients that you had at the start of the 90 day period. Okay, now hit the multiply key and type 100 and then hit equals or enter on your calculator. And whatever number you get, that's it. That's your client retention rate for the last 90 days. Now, if everything works, you should have a number between one and 100. That is your client retention rate for your overall business. And that's expressed as a percentage. So whatever the number is, that's a percentage for the last 90 days or whatever time period you used. But that number on its own doesn't mean a great deal to you, I imagine. So let's compare it to industry averages. Now, generally speaking, the industry hovers around the 60% mark for overall client retention rate. So if your figure's higher than 60%, then you're doing pretty well. If you're lower, then you've already got a bit of catching up to do. And we'll get to that in a little bit. But before we do, I want to look at one other measure, and that's new client retention, because that's important too. 
Here, we're looking at your ability to keep your new clients. And this is vital because we all know that it's not easy to bring in new clients. You likely had to work pretty hard to spend some money on advertising. Maybe you did Facebook ads, maybe you did referral deals, maybe you did some leaflets or something like that to bring them in. So you really need to be putting in the effort to retain those new clients. And that means bringing them back for more treatments as soon as possible. So working with that same period, let's say 90 days before, take the total number of new clients that you just had for the previous calculation, i.e. those clients that visited you for the first time, write that number down again. Now, of those clients, how many of them visited you for a second time in that same 90-day period? Okay, write that number down. Now, again, if you have booking software of any kind, then the reports here really should help you. But this is why it's so important for you to use any software you have properly. So take that second number, the number of new clients that came in more than once in the period and type that into your calculator. You might wanna just clear the memory first if you've just done the previous calculation. So type that number in and then hit the divided by key and then type the first number, the total number of first time clients in the period. Now just to point out, this number should be bigger than the one that you've already typed in. So now hit the multiply key and then times it by 100 and then hit equals or enter and then you should have another number between 1 and 100. This is your new client retention number. So what did you get? Now the industry average here for new client retention is around about the 30% mark which to be honest is a real shame. Now this means that on average for every 10 clients that you bring in, every 10 new clients sorry that you bring in, that you work so hard for only three of them come back. So what was your score, better or worse? Now, personally, I'd be aiming for an overall client retention of 80% as a minimum and a new client retention rate of 65%, again, as a minimum. You're not going to get, get everyone to come back because some of you will, some of them will just be trying you out or possibly they're just in the area um, on a holiday or visiting someone and they just came in for a treatment. So you're not going to get all of your new clients back, but you really want to be getting as many as possible back. So if you're not hitting those kind of figures, then this means that you're losing at least 20%, that's one in five of your overall client base every quarter. And then you're only keeping around three out of five of all your new clients. And that more likely means that your client numbers overall are actually dropping as time goes on. And if you look at the industry average figures, 60% overall and 30% new client retention rates, what that means is if you were exactly that, if you had exactly those figures, if they continued, then the average salon will actually have run out of clients completely within a three-year period. Okay, so that's pretty serious if you, you know, think about it. So now I've scared you a little bit. Don't despair. I do want this to be a wake-up call though. So what can you now do about that? Well, there are loads of things you can do about it, and I'll get onto those in a minute, but it is vitally important that you understand this particular metric and you begin to watch it like a hawk because now you understand exactly what CRR or client retention rate is and how to measure it. I'm now going to show you how to turn it around and harness its power to help you grow your business. You see, because your client retention rate not only measures your ability to keep clients, but also how often they're returning, we've covered before about just getting your existing clients to come in for a regular treatments just a small amount earlier than they would normally and how this can have a huge impact on your bottom line. And it's the same with 
client retention rate. In fact, in most cases, like I've said, a 5% improvement in your overall client retention rate will lead to a pretty impressive 25% improvement in your profits. So just cling on to that for a second. Now, if your client retention rate figures that we just measured were on the low side, then don't worry because we can definitely improve them. And for every improvement we make, that's more money in your bank account. Now, one last thing before we move on to how you can improve your client retention rate, I just want to remind you that client retention rate and new client retention is something that you need to constantly monitor. I want you to do it every month from now on. I want you to measure your client retention rate and your new client retention rate and track it over time. And I want you to do that constantly for the past 90 day period. Don't only do it every 90 days. Do it monthly for the past 90 day period. Okay. Now, the reason I want you to do this is so that you can spot any drops, any changes in your client retention rate as soon as it starts to happen. That way, you can come back here, use one of the methods that I'm about to tell you about and bring your client retention rate back up again before it becomes a major problem and starts to affect your profits and your growth. Is that okay? Great. Let's move on. Okay, so just how do we improve your ability to retain clients and thus your client retention rate? So right at the top of the list is probably my favorite piece of advice that I give to every spa clinic and salon client that I work with. You've probably heard me say this before, but no matter how many times I do, there's always someone who hasn't heard it. And I know there'll be people that need to hear it again and again and again before it really, really sinks in. Now, it's my favorite piece of advice because it's so simple and it immediately starts to get results. I mean, you can start to do this today and see results straight away. And it's simply to ask each and every client that you see, each client that comes into you for a treatment to rebook for their next appointment before they leave your premises after the treatment they've just had. You don't need to be pushy. You're not being salesy here. Just ask them, but ask everyone. Now I keep on testing this every couple of years and the results don't change. Just by asking every client that you see to rebook will double your revisit rate compared with not asking and simply waiting or hoping that your clients book back in again. Now, once you've 100% embraced this, and not only you, if you have a team as well, then make sure everyone is doing this. Start to measure your team's rebookings, have a simple daily rebookings chart behind reception to keep everyone honest and ensure that this is really being done. But once this has become habit for you and your team, then you can really turn it up a notch. Rather than just booking in your client's next appointment, book in their next two or three appointments. Now, this might seem excessive and a bit of a challenge, but the great thing about truly asking everyone if they'd like to rebook is that your appointment book will start to fill up more and more in advance. Now, nothing encourages people to book in advance than a busy appointment book. They don't want to miss the day and the time that's most convenient for them. Plus, the busier you seem, the more people will want to book in with you. So as your appointment book starts to fill up further and further out into the future, you can tell your clients about this and encourage them to book their next two or three appointments. Again, just tell them you don't want them to be disappointed when they can't get their preferred time. Now, this is the great paradox of being busy. You can spend so much time, so much effort and money trying to get your appointment books filled. But then when you do, if you manage it correctly, they just fill up more and more. So I highly encourage you, if you do nothing else, then make sure you're asking every client if they'd like to rebook. Now, the next tip is to follow up with missed appointments. Yes, no shows are a pain in the ass. I know it, you know it, but following up with people does two things. One, it shows you're professional and two, it shows you actually care. Now, if you follow up with people in a genuine way, 
and not just to tell them about your cancellation policy and try to get the money out of them, you can show the extra level of customer service. There very well might have been a good reason, an unavoidable reason, why someone didn't show up and they might appreciate you being understanding. They might appreciate it so much that you actually increase their loyalty to you, in which turn not only keeps them as a client, but will likely lead them to tell people about your excellent service. I keep saying this, but service these days, the levels of service have dropped so much that when someone receives genuinely impressive customer service, it shocks us so much that we tell people about it. So follow up with no-shows and missed appointments, get them back in, win their trust and their loyalty. Now that said, if they're repeat no-showers, then by all means enforce your cancellation policy and you know do whatever you need to do. These clients need to learn that it's not all right to value your time so lightly. Now my next tip, and this is on the same vein, is missed appointments, but is to track your regular client's appointment schedules. And if a regular client fails to book back in when you'd expect, then contact them personally to see if there's a problem, to check if they're okay and to offer any assistance you can. Now, noticing something like this demonstrates that you value their custom, but not only that, you care enough to personally contact them. Now, unless something is seriously wrong with your business, this shouldn't be happening all that often. So you can entirely afford the time to make a personal phone call or even to write them a personal letter. Yes, it takes a bit of time. Yes, it takes a bit of extra effort, but this is a regular client that you don't want to lose and you could easily retain them by a relatively simple gesture or a phone call or a letter. Now, how you actually monitor this is kind of difficult if you don't have some form of booking or management software. Most systems out there have either a booking trend report for clients or even just a report to say what clients haven't booked in for, say, the last six or eight weeks. And it's well worth learning how to use those reports. Now, next up is to make sure that your clients have a really simple way to contact and communicate with you that you actually check. Now, just in case you aren't able to track your client's bookings, there's a chance that a client might have had a negative experience and actually want to reach out to you and let you know about it. Now, this is a golden opportunity to deliver excellent customer service and win that client over for life. Now, for the vast majority of people, it takes a lot of courage to complain or to tell you if they had a less than ideal experience. Now, if you didn't know already, for every one client that complains to you, there's actually nine others that don't complain because they don't want to, they just don't come back again. So have a simple way for people to get in contact with you. Don't hide from your clients. Make sure your phone number is easily findable, your email address too, and ideally one other form of communication. Now, different people these days embrace different forms of communications to suit them. You can't possibly have every form of communication covered. I understand that. But phone, email, and I'd recommend something like Facebook, Messenger, or text message is a really good option too. Now, you want to be doing all you can to ensure clients are 100% happy before they leave you after a visit. But sometimes people feel uncomfortable giving negative feedback or even telling you that there was a problem even when you ask in person. So, if a client does initiate a conversation with you that looks like it's going to be a complaint, don't ignore it. Don't roll your eyes and think, oh, here we go again. Embrace it. Take it as an opportunity to learn, to improve your offering and, you know, to wow that client. Now, I truly believe that a complaint is an opportunity to win yourself a client for life and a whole bunch of referrals as well if you handle it correctly. Because like I said, excellent service stands out these days. Now, recently, I've been recommending to my students, my coaching and consulting clients, 
that they should be going one better on this, that they should be reaching out to each and every client a day after their appointment with an email or a text message, actively asking for feedback, giving people every opportunity to tell you if they weren't 100% happy. Now, I've been using Facebook Messenger bots to do this as well. You can even kill two birds with one stone here. You can send out an email, a text message, or a Facebook message asking for feedback in the form of a simple star rating. Now, high scores, when you get them, they can be funneled straight towards leaving a review or a rating on one of your more public review sites, such as Facebook or Google or TripAdvisor or Yelp or wherever works for you. Now, lower ratings, you can keep away from those sites, but you can still ask for more information. Possibly, you can forward them to a survey form to get a bit more information and then to see how you can actually help them put it right. Now, the options to not only automate this process, but do so in such a way as to actually enhance your customer service these days are absolutely incredible. But consistency plays a really big part here too. Now, I spoke in last week's episode about building your brand or business loyalty among your clients. And in order to do this, you must be consistent in everything you do, especially in your treatments. If your clients get used to things being done in a certain way and then things change, maybe one of your team performs a treatment in a slightly different way, this can affect a client's overall experience. Now, even outside of your treatments and services, if you normally confirm appointments and suddenly you stop and that causes a client to forget about their appointment, or if you normally send out a monthly newsletter and for some reason you stop, this can have an effect. Clients become very used to things happening in a certain way. You may never know exactly what it is that your clients value about everything or anything you do, not unless you ask them anyway, but as a result, sometimes what may seem like a really insignificant change or omission to you can be a really big deal to your clients. So once you start doing something in a certain way that clients respond to, you need to keep doing it unless you can improve on it or you've got a really good reason to change it. Now, I seem to be using a lot of food-based examples in this last series of episodes. I'm not sure why, but consistency is why McDonald's is such a massive and successful company today. Now, everyone knows that their burgers are not the best burgers in the world. You can likely cook a better burger than you get at McDonald's yourself. Sorry, I apologize to vegetarians out there, but stick with me for this. But the reason that McDonald's is so successful is partly convenience, but mostly consistency. You know that if you get a Big Mac at any McDonald's in the UK, it's going to taste the same. Even if you happen to have one in Dubai or Australia or anywhere in the US, it's going to taste roughly the same as it does, roughly the same as you're used to. And people like to know what they're getting, so give it to them. Now, sometimes it's going to be fairly obvious when you've lost a client. Running a local or an independent business of any sort is a small world, especially in our industry. You might realize that you haven't seen a regular client in months. You might even see them in another salon or clinic. Now, if you think you've lost a client, don't just accept it. Reach out to them. Find out why. Is there anything you can do? It might be worth offering them a complimentary treatment to get them back in again. It's still much easier to turn a previous client back into a regular client than it is to find a brand new client and turn them into a regular. So this is well worth your time. And even if you can't get back to them, you might learn something from them that prevents you losing other clients and negatively affecting your client retention rate further in the future. Now, again, I would expect there not to be too many of these. So it's worth you making a personal contact, making a phone call, a personal email, even a card or a letter. There are so many ways to 
affect your client retention rate. Those that I've just given you are probably the biggies in my opinion, and there are loads and loads and loads more. So just like on those TV quiz shows, to pack in a few more tips quickly, let's have a bit of a quick fire round, shall we? Okay, customer service is very much at the heart of client retention most of the time. More clients leave a business or leave negative reviews because of how they feel they've been treated than actually any genuine poor treatment or poor service. So here are five very quick, simple tips to boost your everyday customer service. Now, number one is to add a zero. Now, I have to give credit to my good friend and salon coach, Susan Routledge, for this one. Basically, whenever you're doing a treatment or a service, mentally add a zero to the end of the price. So if you're doing a massage that was $60, in your mind, imagine that it's a $600 massage. Doesn't that just make you think? Doesn't it make you sort of stand up taller, push back your shoulders and want to deliver an outstanding experience for your client? Now, if you do that for every treatment you perform, imagine an extra zero on the price and both offer a treatment and customer service worthy of that price. Now, number two, don't gossip or encourage gossip. We work in a very social industry and especially in an independent local business, it's very easy to know people who know other people. Gossip is a really tempting thing. I'm sure most of the social networks that we live with now day to day wouldn't exist without the lure of a good gossip. But anyway, gossip can seem harmless and easy to indulge in. But as soon as your client leaves you, they're suddenly going to think, hmm, I wonder what they say about me when I'm not there. So I encourage you to rise above it. Don't gossip or be drawn into any form of gossip. Be professional, be polite. Your reputation will thank you for it. Number three, offer clients more. Now, retaining clients and building loyalty is proven to be a more difficult if you are only offering them or selling them one thing. So when you are asking your clients to rebook, make recommendations for other treatments or services that you think they would like or that you think would benefit them. The more variety, the more reasons you can have to keep a client coming back, the easier it will be to get them back. So offer more than just the treatment that you know they regularly come in for. Number four, don't discount. Yes, yes, I know you're sick of me saying this, but when it comes to retaining clients, nothing annoys me more and gets your repeat regular loyal clients backs up more than when they see you offering discounts to brand new clients and not to them. Now, imagine if you're a loyal client to a company for years, you pay their asking prices, even if they're maybe a little bit higher than most. And then you see them put up an advert saying 20% off for brand new clients only. How does that make you feel? Now, if you really must offer discounts because you found that it works for you, then make sure you have some sort of loyalty scheme or referral scheme or something in place to offer your regular clients to make sure that they can get either a better price or a value added service as well as your new clients. Okay. Number five, this one seems a bit obvious, but so many, and I'd go far as to say all beauty businesses are guilty of poor record keeping to some extent. Now, your client database is one of your most important assets. If your business burned down overnight, your client database could save you. If you could secure new premises fairly quickly, you could simply inform your clients you've moved and then keep on trading. But if you don't keep your phone numbers, your email addresses, your physical addresses all up to date, then it's useless. How can you bring back lost clients or stop people leaving if you can't even contact them? Now, yes, I know it takes a bit of time, but really, how long does it take to check someone's phone number, check someone's email address, following their treatments and update their records? OK, that's the quick fire round over. There are indeed loads of ways to help keep your existing clients 
and keep your new clients coming back. And I hope I've given you some concrete ideas here as well as some pointers on how to up your day-to-day -day service levels too. Now, above all, I want to encourage you not to be an ostrich when it comes to your client retention capabilities. Don't bury your head in the sand and tell yourself it'll probably be okay, so why should I worry about it? It might be all right, you might be fine, but wouldn't you rather know for sure? Wouldn't you rather be able to do something about it now before it becomes a big problem? So use the client retention rate calculations that I've shown you. I'm gonna to put together a little video, I think, on this and put it up in the Beauty Business Hackers Facebook group because since researching this episode, I've realized just how often quoted but how misunderstood a measure this actually is. So if you wanna check that out, just head over to Beauty Business Hackers and I'll post that there as soon as I can, definitely in the next week or two, okay? Now that's all I have for you today on the show. Now, as always, you can let me know your thoughts about this episode in the comments on the show notes pages at www.beautybusinesspodcast.com. Just simply look for the episode in the list right there on the homepage. Now, normally at this point in the show, I ask you for feedback. And if you'd like to give me any, then I would very much welcome it. However, as you've listened until now, you're clearly interested in growing your business. And I just want to remind you again about the Beauty Business Owners Bootcamp. So remember, this is the biggest free training series I've ever done. I'm covering some really big topics, so come and join in. And if you've got any questions about client retention rate, come along, ask them on the lives. All you need to do to get registered, find out more, is to go to salonbusinesssecrets.com forward slash bootcamp for more information. And I'll put a link in the show notes for this episode as well. Now, if you happen to be listening to this episode later in the year, after February, then still go check out that page if you're interested because I plan to hold a couple of these events a year. So if there isn't one coming up soon, then there'll be a wait list on that page for you to find out when the next one is happening. And as soon as I know, I'll send an email out to everyone. Okay, next week, I'm back with an episode sticking with the subject of clients and just how to build great client relationships and looking at the whole customer journey right from someone being a potential client through to getting that booking and then turning them into a regular client as quickly as possible. Plus, I've got some tips and tricks to maximize each phase of that process and make it all move a little bit more quickly. In fact, if you like the quick fire customer service tips from today's episode, then next week's show is definitely for you. So I hope to see you back here in a week. Now, I hope you're going to join me for that. But if you are one of my more Netflix style binge listeners and you're enjoying this later in the year, then all you need to do is click on the next episode in the podcast app and you'll learn all about strong client relationships and how to build them right away. Okay, that's it for me. Bye for now.